long story but. Long story but. A long story but. Is the long story but. Welcome back. In this episode, we're going to chat with one of my dearest friends, Emily. A quick note about this episode. As you know by now, I call my friends to chat with them. And in this interview, our call dropped about halfway through. Though it was for the better. The first few minutes of audio are a bit rough. But it clears up after that. So how did Emily end up in a field she never thought she'd be in? Much of what the public sees in terms of mental health counseling is often portrayed by cliche Freudian psychologists, sitting in a long chaise lounge, being asked about the relationship you have with your mother, your father, how happy your childhood was. This idea carries with it a sense of discomfort, being studied by a total stranger. But there's a lot being done in modern media to dismantle both the cliche of therapy, but even more to destigmatize mental health. Everyone has something that they struggle with. Some of our quote-unquote demons might be bigger than others, and some trauma may affect our lives in different ways. But everyone has something, or things, that they need to work through. It's simply a consequence of life. And there are so many different means of seeking help. Counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists, shrinks, therapists, head docs. There are so many names and nuances to the field of mental health. It can be confusing and overwhelming. So let's start where we can, with Emily. A mental health counselor. What does a mental health counselor do? 
Can you describe a little bit what neurofeedback is and how that works? So this all hinges on trauma. What is it and how does it affect people? When people hear trauma, they think about particularly intense trauma, right? If something really catastrophic happened to you, I'm just gonna use this example of 9-11 because I'm realizing the older I get, the more it affected me. As a child, when 9-11 happened, I thought it was traumatic to the people that were in the building and the people who had family and friends in the building. And I felt immense emotional reaction to it. As a fourth or fifth grader, I didn't, I couldn't accept that that experience could be traumatic to me because I saw it as myself being distanced from it, right? And there's a lot of things that I think happen on a daily basis that people are affected by and either like trigger previous trauma or things that are traumatic in ways that maybe people don't feel like they have the right or the space to acknowledge they're traumatized by.
Can you just give other examples of lowercase t trauma? Are there other frequently cited or very common examples of lowercase t trauma that people might not recognize are things that were traumatic to them? our brain will process it the same despite the context maybe being different. So what are some examples of success stories? How do neurofeedback and talk therapy help people?
So um, our new normal, uh, COVID-19, what can we do as individuals to kind of process the trauma of stay-at-home orders and the constant barrage of news about death and being sick and all of the healthcare warnings about flattening the curve and wearing gloves and wearing masks and all of the things that we're constantly confronted with on a daily basis that are also constantly changing. So there's not a lot of time to process or accept things. Obviously, anyone listening to this knows what COVID-19 is and knows what these things are, but how can people do something for themselves to process what I would, based on what you just said, a big T trauma like COVID-19? Why is it that intentionally moving a part of your body or like wiggling a finger when something traumatic is happening, why does that mitigate or help to balance out potential post-traumatic stress? What is it about that that makes that work?
So it's almost like instead of showing the brain what it's doing during neurofeedback, you kind of just use a mirror to create that neurofeedback. So you're practicing telehealth. What does that look like and how does that change things? Another thing is I'm sure there are people who perhaps can no longer afford to be able to see a counselor or a therapist. And I'm sure there's people, I know that you always say that everyone should see a therapist. So, you know, everyone needs to go to therapy. So what's the best means of recognizing something that's maybe traumatic to you when you don't have a therapist or you don't have access to a therapist? And what can you do as an individual, especially now when you're stuck at home and you can't go meet new therapists and find the right person for you? What can you do to recognize and then try to overcome your own personal trauma?
So why is all of this important? We seem to be doing just fine every day, right? How is trauma relevant to every person? So you mentioned earlier that people like first responders or um, anyone in the military, people who have um, higher rates of experiencing trauma. What about therapists and counselors and psychologists? How do you manage the trauma that you're constantly engaging with while you're treating your patients or helping your patients cope with their trauma?
So why do it? Now more than ever, being active or proactive about our mental health is critical. We're constantly inundated with information, for better or worse. Coping with our changing world and the challenges of a media-filled global population is tough, but there are resources and opportunities to learn better ways to cope with and overcome these challenges. Everyone experiences trauma at some point, and we all struggle with different things in our lives. Allowing yourself to be open to a better understanding of your own unique situation, reactions, and strengths is nothing but a positive opportunity for growth. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your support on this new project. I love to hear from y'all, so reach out on social media or email me at longstorypod at gmail.com. This podcast should be available on the listening platform of your choice, and if it isn't, let me know. Head over to that platform, rate, review, and subscribe, because it really does help. And don't forget to check the show notes for resources and other links from Emily. Again, I'm truly grateful for your support. Until next time.